I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody. It's your brand new episode of Is It Just Me? The podcast where James Williams and I, Joe Elvin, discuss all the utter nonsense swirling around in our heads and... I know, swirling around in a lot of your heads too, and as ever, we're joined by a celebrity special guest to have heated debates about, well, I mean, frankly, quite a bit of bullshit um, we thought up just before this meeting. So, and I'm very, very excited about this week's guest because I've seen her blow everybody else out of the water on stage in Dreamgirls and Waitress, and now she's starring, charging back to theatre in Hairspray, it's singer, actress, Western and Broadway sensation. James, we don't often have sensations on the podcast. It's Marisha Wallace. Yes. There you go. I wish everybody could see your sexy little and that was great. Yes. Hi, Marisha. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited oh. to be on the podcast. Oh. We are very excited to have you. And oh, well, I was going to say, you've been starved of like human interactions. You, you've been isolating for two weeks. So you're like, let me see uh, people. <laughs> I know. I find, even on Zoom, looking at your faces, I was like, oh, new people. <laughs> I never thought I'd be starved for Zoom. Although I seem to have some sort of like, I've got some weird sheen on my face. I look like a ghost, but I can promise you I'm alive. <laughs> I thought you, Joe, yeah. I thought you'd want those really posh, like um, you know, there's light ring ring lights because you look very like your baby. Yeah, like, I mean, if I if I did, it's not really working out for me, is it? I don't know. It's just I've got got some cloudy glare bouncing into the window at the moment. Yeah. We're also really, we're also listening is recording this on the hottest day of the year so far. We've wanted to turn our fans off, so <laughs> yeah, you know, we're suffering for you. So bear with us. We should basically Thank say, Marisha, you. the reason you've been in self-isolation for two weeks is because obviously you were back in Hairspray and then obviously the times in which we live, somebody tested positive for COVID, so you guys had to shut down for two weeks, but you are now back up and running, back at the Coliseum. It's the most feel-good show ever. Tell us all about Hairspray. Well, we opened and we opened to rave reviews, all four star, five star reviews. I was getting standing ovations mid-show for my song, I Know Where I've Been like stop the show 
Um, it was amazing and it was all going really great. And then COVID got one of us, but because of um, the isolation rules, you all have to, like any person was in contact. But anyway, we were, we've been down for two weeks, but we're coming back on tomorrow. I don't know when this comes out, but we'll be back and running when this comes out. We're back and we'll have full audiences for the first time, which is crazy because it's been social distance up until now. So we'll, yeah. we'll have more than a thousand people. It'll be 2,400 for the first time. And, and how are you feeling about that? Are you excited or are you nervous about that? I'm excited. I know that like this COVID thing is crazy, but I I feel like we're doing the best that we can, like trying to keep everyone healthy. We're, you know, asking people to wear masks in the theater and doing what we can. And people are doing the best thing for them as well, which I think is great. But as far as our industry goes, this is what we needed to get back because like it's so expensive to run a show at half capacity. Like, how can you? And Hairspray yeah. is an amazing show. It's about you know, it's set in the 1960s during uh, segregation times. And we're trying to integrate this TV dance show uh, for the first time. And I play Motormouth Maybell, the DJ, who only plays on Negro Day. And she, and she wants to be there every day. And she wants to get her son and her daughter to be able to dance with everyone, like the white kids to dance with the black kids. And it's so interesting that we're doing that now after all the Black Lives Matter stuff that has happened. And to tell that story and to sing I Know Where I've Been, which is about, you know, continuing the fight, you know, through to keep the, the movement going and passing that on to the other generation that we can't give up, that it's going to take some time for progress. So to sing that now is incredible. It is incredible. It's also kind of, it, it, it's a quite stark reminder that, you know, some of those issues from the 60s are still with us. Absolutely. My dad, my my own dad went to the first integrated high school in my town. That shows really? you how close. Yes, that shows you how close we are to that time period. It was not that far long ago. My God, dad what, went what, to the first integrated high school. And what stories has he told you about that? Was that liberating or was it terrifying? Or It was terrifying and liberating. Like, he remembers separate bathrooms, like the bathrooms were still separate, even in the school, which was, even though the school was integrated, the bathrooms were still separate. And then like, you have these, you're coming into a different culture, like you're used to being with all your own culture, all black people, and then I'll come into the white culture and then expecting them to just agree. It still took time for them to like, agree you know what I mean so mm -hmm. it, it was interesting what he went through but also we just got so used to racism we learned to live with it which is so sad because I mean I remember my mom being like you know because you're lighter skin you will be better off making sure to like not to be able to work with white people in a way like don't say certain things it was like it was crazy and this whole Black Lives Matter thing really was the first time I ever got to say that out loud, which was yeah, incredible. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's great. You, so I'm so glad I get to do hairspray to remind people of where we come from and where we're going, where we you, need to go further. And you must have a really unique perspective coming from America. And how long have you lived in Britain now? And do you think that our cultural problems in that way, our race, our racism problems, are the same as in America? I do. I just think they're they're different because our start are so deep, like in the culture, because we did have segregation and we did have a whole time in our lives where 
we were completely separate. Like even that was so recent, which is crazy. So I just feel like it's just, it's more covert, but it is here as we just seen with the Euros and how the racism mm -hmm. was so yeah. deep with that. And then there were actually people who were telling me there is no racism problem in the UK. And I was like, how could you see what just happened and that and say that there is a racism problem everywhere. As long as there's people of different races, there's going to be a racism problem until we decide that it's stupid and it makes no sense. And we yeah. keep pushing. And that's what, but even our ancestors before us are better off than what we are. Uh, we're better off than what they were. So now we got to make it better for the next generation. So that's what okay, yeah. 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 I think what I think is really happened in the last year, Marisha, is that I, I really feel, and I think what, what has happened in this country, I think a, a lot of white people, because they are, maybe because they don't think they're racist and they haven't actually seen it, they then think that's true of everywhere. And I think what's really happened, I think, in the last year, even you touched on it um, earlier, I think a lot of black people now feel a lot more empowered to speak their truth. And as a result of that, all you have to do as a white person now is just to listen, because just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not going on. And I think that's the shift I've really noticed since the, the George Floyd, the black, if there's one positive thing, I feel like black people are now feeling that they can actually talk about their collective shared experience. Absolutely. And we changed the line in Hairspray that I sing, because we used to say tomorrow is a brand new day and it don't know white from black. And we changed it. Tomorrow is a brand new date, and it sees both white and black because the the colorblind race theory does not work. Because people be like, I don't see yeah. color. I don't. We want you to see color and not be afraid. We want you to see that I'm black. Yeah. And be like, oh, she just like me. See my color. I love that I'm black. It's okay. Like, but see my. Color. And that and that you know that does show progress in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So that isn't it? Isn't it interesting though that hairspray is this? You know, you go. It's one of those classic musicals that you go because you want to have a great time and you want to laugh and you want to cry and you want to sing, but it's still got that that heart and that message. Absolutely, but that's what a good musical does. It reels you in with the fun and the dancing and the singing, and then it gets you right in the heart and gives you a message. And I think that's what's yeah. cool about our show. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite musicals? My favorite musical? Ooh, this, this is hard. I love Dreamgirls. I've always been a big Dreamgirls fan forever because it was the first time I saw Black women in glamour, not in pain or torture or whatever. They were just yeah. beautiful. Like, and they were going through the same things as everybody else, like love, loss, jealousy, friendships, breaking up. And that's what you want to see. Like, we don't want to be in pain all the time. It's like, I mean, we were in pain, but about something else. It wasn't like, oh, the white yeah. people be wrong or whatever. No, I wanted to just see them living their lives and they were glamorous and they were beautiful. I just thought they were superstars. And they were superstars. And I was like, and I you know like what? A young a girl. Yeah. I feel like I really lucked out there. I know this might sound terrible, but but Amber Riley bugged off back to the States. And everyone was like, oh no, the star's not here, the star's not here, but I got I got this Effie and oh my God. Woman, you made me cry. Oh. It was incredible, absolutely incredible. Thank you. You know what, that's so funny because they didn't announce when I was coming. That's how I got here because Amberella got sick and they gave me five days to get to London and then another like three days to learn the show. And then I was on and they didn't tell anybody I was here. Like she was gone. Yeah. She was sick. 
And then they usually go, Effie. And then everyone goes, yeah. And then they said, Effie. And I came out and everyone went, oh. <laughs> I don't think I would, I don't think I would oh. And, and I was in the, but also in the audience the night I saw it was the president from Scandal. And I don't think he did that either. So. <laughs> You know what, Tony Golden, he came backstage. So then after the show, after, and I'm telling you, every I got a huge standing ovation. And I know. After I the show, yeah. <laughs> he was, he came yeah. back after the show and he was just like, oh my God, you were amazing. So like to go from being the uh to the ah oh, was great. <laughs> well, I did not go backstage, but I did go and have a drink at the Savoy in your honor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, Marie, oh. for those that don't know, where, what's your background? I mean, yeah, I know you, you've basically been singing since you were a child, right? It's pretty much a, yeah. a God-given gift. Like you're from a musical family, but talk to your, quickly about your trajectory to how you basically got to this point. Well, I grew up in North Carolina on a hog farm. <laughs> and uh, all of us could sing. My, uh, my grandma was a pastor. My dad was like the minister of music at our church. And my mom's a singer and my and my grandma was like a Mahalia Jackson. So we like were always singing. And I was the first person to ever take it to a, the next level. I had an amazing high school teacher who was like, wait, you're not like the other kids. I think you should, you know, audition for university. And she went out of her way herself to get me into to college for, um, for music. Wow. So then I got, yeah, she took me, she prepared me. I had to sing an aria. Y'all, I can't even barely speak English and I had to speak Italian for this. <laughs> But um, in the end, I got into the school, but I actually had to do a, a vocal surgery before I went to school because I found out I had a cyst on my vocal cord from singing gospel music my whole life. I wasn't trained. Like, I didn't know how to, like, you know, you just gutter butt sing. That's how we sing. And then um, I had to do this aria. I didn't get into the music school. I had to get a surgery. They told me I was never going to sing again. Oh, my Luckily, God. It was crazy. Luckily, I got rehabilitated, did the surgery. And then they were like, do you want to do musical theater instead? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and that's how I fell into doing musical theater. And then I was on this path to figuring out how I was going to get on Broadway. Um, after university, I went and I worked everywhere. I worked on cruise ships. Anybody will pay me to sing. I was there. I did cruise ships, I did regional theater, I did dinner theaters, I sung at a casino, I did singing uh, tours. And then my first big break was uh, Book of Mormon. So then I went to an open Oh God, call I love that show. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I went to an yeah. open call for Book of Mormon and the director just loved me. We became like tight real fast. Like it was crazy. You know how you meet somebody in your life and you're like, this person's gonna change my life forever. And that was yeah. kind of what happened to us. And, is that how you uh, felt then, when you met me, James? <laughs> that yeah. is how I felt when I met you, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So then, That's uh, the right answer. Yeah, so I did yeah. that show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I did that show, and from there, we were in a bar, and uh, we were on the Book of Mormon tour at the time, and he was like, uh, do you want to be in Aladdin on Broadway? And I was like... Is he really asking me to be on Broadway in a bar? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> so I ran to the bathroom and I called my mom. And I was like, I think I just got my first Broadway show in a bar. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say you ran, it, ran in and threw up. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, 
<laughs> I did, because then I had to, so he loved me, and then I had to go audition for Disney, the whole Disney team. And my, my thing that I had to sing was, still I think he's rather tasty. <laughs> so I had to do that part. Do you remember that part from the movie? Yeah. So that was me. And then I became the human Raja. So I was like the attendant to Jasmine. And I was like her best friend, her confidant in the show. And then I did another Broadway show with Casey called Something Rotten. And then he did Dream Girls here. And then that's how Amazing. I got here. So it was kind of insane how like that one little open call led me all the way to where I am with you right now, which is so incredible. And since I've been here, my whole career has just flourished in a crazy way. The pandemic brought so much to me. Um, I released a song called Tomorrow and then it hit the charts. I, like it went up to number two on the charts. I beat Lady Gaga and Beyonce. I didn't have no money, y'all. This thing I did for free. And then Michael Ball played my song on the radio and it blew up. I did the Royal Variety performance because of it. The US Open used the song. It's nuts. So my life is crazy, but I do feel like because I can do it, I know a lot of other people can. So I really try to inspire people to say, I grew up on a hog farm. I used to be a tap dancing egg. You can do this too. <laughs> there must have been, because you that's you've sort of like given us the highlights reel, but when you said you were doing cruise ships and dinner theatres and things, did you have a gig where you thought, Christ, oh, this is just, maybe this isn't meant for me. Maybe, you know, did you have sort of like a real sort of like low moment where you thought, oh, I don't know about this? Well, you know, I was working at Hershey Park and I was doing five shows a day in the heat and they told us it was going to be like inside, but they meant inside with the roof off. <laughs> So like it was so hot and I was just like, oh my God, is this what 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 it's gonna be like when I when I go out there? But it was actually the best thing because it was like a music kid, kids crying in the audience. Kids yeah. crying, people not showing up, you know, it was crazy. But I'm so glad that I stuck with it because like every job gets better. Every, you know, you just have to keep going and everybody wants the fame. But nobody wants the pain. That's why I always say, because it, it is oh, a slog I think to get well, where you want to go. And I think as well, Marisha, what's great about you is you've served your, you know, you've put in the time. You've put, you know what I mean? It's not been an overnight thing. I think that's what's brilliant about your story. It's like, you know, no. I think a lot of people think it just happens overnight. And for you, you've shown, yeah, you've got to really work it. And then when you work hard, you're a nice person, good things eventually happen, right? Exactly. But also, you know in my career, you think you did it. Like people are mean, and then they get things, and you're like, "Oh, maybe you have to be an asshole." <laughs> but I'm so glad I remained a nice person, and it it happened eventually. But and if it if at all, I'm sure it won't. But if it all finished tomorrow, could you do you know how to like birth hogs, and you know, could you sort of like fall back on that? <laughs> you know, my fallback job is I'm a music teacher. So I've been teaching voice lessons. I don't know if I was on Lorraine this morning and I got to teach a lesson on, on the show. Because <laughs> I did go to school to be a teacher as well. But God, you packed it in today. <laughs> hey, they had me going today. I was teaching lessons. I was running around. I might could do another hog farm. Who knows? But you know what? I don't really eat pork. I don't. I don't eat pork anymore, so I would feel bad. I think I just try to save them. <laughs> <laughs> You're too attached. <laughs> too attached. I try to save them. Oh my God, it's a bit like, forget, forget have the lamb stop screaming, Clarice. Have the, have the pig stop screaming. And <laughs> 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 like, Peppa, please. Peppa, please. <laughs> oh.
Well, Marisha, obviously tickets are available now for anyone who wants to go see you in Hairspray. And I know your album yes. is tomorrow. That's out at the moment as well. Yes. And also tickets. You're going on tour, aren't you, with your own material? That's the end of the yes. year as well. So that's in September, so. and the tickets are on sale now. So go get all the tickets. You can get Marisha all year long, honey. Get it. Exactly. <laughs> all day long. All Joe day and long. I... No and I will vouch, having seen you sing live, you need to hit, see it live to believe how amazing you are. So honestly, yeah. check, check Marisha out on her website. I'm assuming Marisha, they can get everything on your website, right? All the information Absolutely. they need. Absolutely, uh, marishawallace.com and also on my all my socials at marishawallace. Perfect, excellent. Right, then Marisha, we're going to get on to some serious debates now. Are you ready to do this? Okay. I feel like you're born I'm ready. ready. I was born <laughs> ready, baby. <laughs> Our first, is it just me this week? I feel very, very on brand. It's a nice segue. Uh, is it just me? And I, I feel like I know where Marisha's going to go with this. Is it just me that has a deep mistrust of those people that say they don't get, in quote marks, they don't get musicals? Yes, I deeply mistrust them because I was like, where's your joy? Where are you dark inside? Did someone hurt But do people dare say that to you, Marisha? Yes, I actually had somebody I dated who was like, I don't really like musicals. I was like, what? Have you met? Well, then get out. Swipe right. Yeah. That was like an immediate, like, it's over. You're never coming back. Like, swipe left, you're out. Yeah. (laughs) Which one's left and right? See, I'm an old person. I haven't done any Tinder updates. Left is out, right is fierce. And this one (laughs) Right is right. Right is right, rather. Yeah. Right was right, and then he was wrong. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, Marisha. I think in my head, the people that say they don't like musicals, I and mean, when you when you say, well, what, what musicals have you seen? They've barely seen anything. It's it's almost like they've got an yeah. idea. They think it's just that slightly awkward people singing everything at you in a very high falsetto, and or or it's a very kind of Disney take on it, not realizing that musicals are nuanced. You know, there are very dark ones, there are very funny ones, there are very feel good ones. You can't just have a blanket. It's a bit like saying, I don't like music or I don't like film. I just don't understand. Yeah. A lot of them haven't seen really good ones or they're just like, oh, Grease or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I actually yeah. like Grease, but they only know like the, the ones that are kind of cliche. And I think they need to like experience really good musicals. There's so many people who came to Dreamgirls who was like, I don't even like musicals. And you maybe like this musical. But that's what I like to do. I like to convert people to the musical's religion. So <laughs> I was like, come on, this is everything. <laughs> I mean, unless it's too sacrilegious to even ask them, Marisha, is there one musical you just can't get on board with? Is there one that just leaves you a bit cold? You know what's sad is I really, I love the music of Cats, but I do not understand the plot. But you know what? It's because I've never I seen Cats. Like, I, I actually say. don't like Cats the animal so I think that's my problem I don't even <laughs> actually like cats like around me it's more to do with yeah. the animal of the cat and then yeah. uh, then they're singing and I was like I don't I can't do it but I love memory I love that song but then Jennifer Hudson was a cat and it really threw me off again but I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it really messed me up again I don't know I don't know I mean I think the, the film critics for Cats would universally agree with you. I, 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 think. <laughs> I actually thought the movie was going to help me out. I was like, this movie's going to like really get me back into Cats. And then I saw the nipples were missing and there was buttholes in the wrong place. Yeah, no, like, no one wants that. No, too close to... Like, James it's Corden too close was a cat. 
<laughs> or butt hop. You know, it's like no one wants that. I mean, God love you, James. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. we didn't want it. We didn't want it. I was going to say, when Idris Elba couldn't carry off a cat, you knew. I mean, come on. I knew something Even was like, Jason Derulo. I thought he was going to be a hot cat. But did you see? I can't remember which comedy show it was, but they did a sketch where where the whole thing was that anybody could be in cats. You could just turn up in a cat costume, give yourself a cat name and get on stage and everyone was fine with it because there was just like thousands of people. <laughs> it's like you could just walk on and be be in cats. <laughs> and I, I think that... Understand. How did they get these big names in that movie? It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a checkbook, I think. Oh. How did yeah. they do this? <laughs> And then, and then, I do find that a lot of the time, so there's quite a few times when you see when the billboard is like heaving with names, quite often everybody got so secure with that that they forgot to write it. Yes, they were so, like, oh, we got all these people. It'll be amazing. But I was like, how do you get this many people together who are amazing? And it comes out like that. But you know, <laughs> some there's some people who like it. You know what? To use their own cats, get it. I hope everybody got paid. <laughs> my my <laughs> one is an American in Paris. I've I've you don't sort of like that one. No, it's too slow. It's too slow. And uh, also, my mother-in-law's phone went off in the middle of it, and whoa. and it was in a really quiet part. And I'm telling you, there was a moment when a couple of the actors looked in our direction, and I wanted to die. I wanted did to die. Burst, did she burst into flames? <laughs> she, but the thing is, it's like, it, and it had that really old fashioned, and then she, she got it out to turn it off. But when she got it out, while she was trying to turn it off, it got louder with each one. It was like, oh God, oh God. And all people. There was no music, ironically, in the musical. So I've got some very, very scarring memories of an American in Paris. <laughs> So it's more, it's more the it's more the PTSD associated with it rather than the actual musical itself. Yeah, I'm not going to bring her to see Hairspray Marisha. I promise. Don't bring her. You would. You gotta leave her phone at home. She can't. She can't go with her phone. She can't track a trace. She gotta be. I mean, musical theatres had enough to cope with rather than without my mother-in-law's phone. We've been through enough, babes. We've been through enough. And, well, basically, Joe, have you ever, is there a, but you've always liked music. I'm trying to think, I don't remember. Yeah, we love that. My, my daughter got heavily into them a few years ago. And so we've been on a, a, a tour de force all around London's West End and America. We oh. saw, we went to the opening night of Mean Girls in America. We've had a gay old yes. time in the theatre. Yeah. That's the same is director it? as Dream Girls, Casey Nicola. Oh, it was genius. Absolute genius. Yeah. Yeah, so, incredible. Yeah. I think that's what's been nice in Russia, right, about the last few years, I think, is you, it's not just a case of, I think this is what people always think as well, it's the same old musicals that just go around and around and around. I really feel like in the last few years, you know, you've got, like, Six, Hamilton. You know, there's actually yeah, Waitress, so many, yeah. Um, and so, so many hit musicals as well, which I think is great, because you don't get this many hits all the time, so it's great. No. And basically, if you don't get musicals, go and see Marisha and Hairspray. You haven't you. seen enough of them. Yes, exactly. No, go go see me, because you'll I'll <laughs> convert you to a musical fan. You'll be wanting to go see everything I'm in after that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're now going to call you Dr. Marisha Wallace to cure people Dr. of their anti- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you are a musical hater and you want to email me, Joe, and Marisha to tell, tell us off, we love hearing from you guys. So do uh, drop us an email 
at isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com. We do love hearing from you. And just so you know, a little shout out to um, Natalie Adams. Joe, she made a point of emailing us her Tupperware draw arrangement because a few weeks ago, Marisha, just to get get you the loop, Joe and I were talking about how everyone has those cupboards where basically you you open a door and all your Tupperware falls out. (laughs) And we were trying to find, we wanted somebody to tell us how you should stash your Tupperware so that doesn't happen. And anyway, Natalie sent us a lovely picture. She has a Tupperware drawer, so everything is stacked in the drawer so it doesn't fall over. So thank you, Natalie, for sending us that. Also, I'm not being funny, but I also wonder if Natalie might be a serial killer because nobody (laughs) has got that drawer. Nobody, nobody. Love you, Natalie. They just fell at my feet yesterday and I was mad. All my Tupperware and the bowls, everything just fell out. It was amazing. Well, you've had two weeks. You should have sorted that out. <laughs> you you go in with that. You're like, this is my time. I'm going to take this time. It gets to day 12, and you're like, ain't done nothing, and it looks worse than it was <laughs> You ain't done nothing. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> um, anyway, like I said, anyone want to email us, uh, do send us. Even serial killers, do email us. We love hearing from you. Is it just me? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll take anyone. Yeah. We'll take anyone. Yeah. Anyway, up next. Right. This is a bit of a niche one, I, I admit. But is it just me? And this actually does play into what we were just talking about being, you know, two weeks okay. isolation in your house. Is it just me that will never ever get on board with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? I mean, I I really feel like a lot of my friends have become obsessed with it, and I and I blame lockdown. I blame too much time. I'm, I'm scared to talk about this because I don't know anything about it. I really, I, I even googled it before I came to talk to you, and I still don't understand it. So I'm same, sorry. Same here. I actually, I've been burned by cryptocurrency. Like I, oh, I was going to tell us you're a Bitcoin billionaire. <laughs> no, I wish. I wish I had yeah. did it myself. I was dating this guy and he was into this stuff. And I lost money, y'all. I'm not messing Is that with the one who hated anymore. musicals? You know what? I don't think he liked musicals. I think he was a serial killer as well. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. Actually, I'm having a full circle moment right now. This all makes sense. Did you have a look at his Tupperware drawer, Marisha? That's the you know uh, that's the that's the key. It yeah. all makes sense now. He was a robber, uh, you know, a serial killer. <laughs> so me personally, I'm not messing with no money. I don't know how I can't take out and go spend at the yeah. PayPal. I'm not yeah. doing, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm struggling. I like to put it under the mattress. I, I would, if I could, I'd put it all under the mattress and where I can see it. Baby, I still got bags of cash sitting around my house. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even scared for Nat West to have my money, and let alone this Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know where that's going. I don't know what's happening. See, I genuinely thought when people started talking about it, it was a bit like Pokemon Go. I thought it was like <laughs> a game. <laughs> I, no, I it's a game. With it is a game. Money. Yeah. But with your own money. Oh no. Okay. What is it? Is it gambling? Is it like invest? What, what is it? I don't even I think get it. Like well, I mean, all that kind of investing is sort of gambling, isn't it? Isn't hedge funding just like fancy gambling? Yeah, it's, it's gambling. So, you know, I think you can buy stuff with the Bitcoin. So it's just like your money's kind of in the air 
or the bank. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like in the air. It's like in the iCloud, you know? iCloud. Like iCloud. iCloud banking. <laughs> yeah. And then you can like download a picture if you need to. And then, you know. <laughs> and so can, so can I say to someone, I wanted to buy it, a man, should I could say, no, 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 look, it's up there. You just have to look harder. Look, it's there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go get it. Go get it from the cloud. <laughs> I'm, yeah. say, I'm a millionaire in the clouds. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. This is like if you if you've tuned it to if you tuned in to learn about cryptocurrency, then you're absolutely screwed right now. I'm so sorry because none of us know anything about it. I don't know why we're talking about it. No, but, but, oh, no, but I was going to say, but also, is this a thing? Because I'm just wondering. I'm, without, I don't know how, if I'm phrasing this correctly. Is it a nerd thing? Like, is it is it a bit like? Oh. I, I, no. Well, my no, husband I did try it, so maybe yes. Yeah. Oh, so what did your husband do? Did he win? I mean, did he win? Look at oh, he, well, he, he, did he win? <laughs> I think he, I think he lost a few hundred pounds. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, I yeah. lost money in it. I was like, basically, no, I was going to say, it basically sounds like Vegas, where only the house wins in cryptocurrency. No one's winning. No, and also, where is my money? I don't need to know how I yeah. can get it out. I don't want this, like, you can do it over here. No, I'm scared. <laughs> See, he only he only told me about it as well when it was a failed experiment. I I slightly suspect that he was thinking about making his crypto millions and then he's going to run away. But when it didn't uh -oh. work out, that's when he decided to tell me. <laughs> you might want to call him now, girl. <laughs> See what he's at. He might have won. No, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like actually okay. after he's locked down, he can just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in all seriousness, though, this is quite a good temperature check because, you know, I, I was just getting a bit worried because you know, sometimes you think, OK, three is a charm. Because one night I was sat home and literally about three different friends WhatsApp me some link saying, oh, use my link for this crypto lala. And I was going, what the fuck? Is, what, what is this? And, you know, and, I, and I remember thinking for a long time I resisted Instagram. <laughs> You know, yes. thinking, oh, that won't take off. That sounds terrible. I'm not going to get involved in Instagram. And I really resisted. And suddenly now it's like. It's Instagram's world, we just live in it. And I was just thinking, am I being very equally as resistant to something that's going to end up being a very big deal that I don't understand? But I'm glad I'm not. And you're both with me on this. No, don't do it. There was another, like, it was a, another, it's kind of like a Ponzi scheme that was going around during the pandemic called the Susu. Have you heard about that? It's kind of like no. cryptocurrency, but it was like, it's like keeping your wealth within your group. So it was all like on these, tele oh, you remember the app Telegraph? So like people, oh, vaguely, these, were my, yeah. these were my actual friends who were like, <laughs> put in 500 $500 and then you'll make like 11,000. And people were doing, it's like, it was in circles and stuff. And then oh all my of a sudden God. everybody, so people were made a little bit money and then all of a sudden everything went quiet. I think everybody lost money. It was over. I never did it. I mean, like I never put the money in. And a lot of people- Oh, thank God, because you could be in prison right now. <laughs> I think so. I don't even know. It was crazy. I was like, people are really desperate in this pandemic. I ain't trying to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think, I think the clue's in the name. If, if, if Cryptocurrency is too close to crypto night for me. And that's just a negative. <laughs> it's too close yeah. to cryptic, crypt, crypt, all those things. Yeah. <laughs> That's all negative connotations yeah. for me. I need, I need like glow money or light or heaven's yeah. money or something. Heaven's currency, or I don't know, yeah, sunshine. yeah, it be light, like cloud, I don't know, candy currency, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, candy cane, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
let's not let's not forget Kryptonite more or less killed Superman nearly. Kryptonite. You know. No, see, that's what I'm saying. Crypt, that's not what I want. I want it in the tomb. Yeah. I need my money out and like a lot. <laughs> I mean, who needs Warren Buffett when you've got us? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I think we've more or less just killed cryptocurrency right here in its tracks. I think our work yeah. is done. Now I think they'll be all right. There's enough fools out there. <laughs> they'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> End of. I think we've set the world of cryptocurrency to right. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now yeah. then lastly, and this is again is slightly connected. Um, talking of money, and obviously it's been talked about quite a lot recently, hasn't it? The poor, the poor billionaires, save the billionaires. Uh, is it just me? No. Even if I did have a spare billion dollars lying around, I have no interest in going to space. Where you do don't you need a billion dollars. Don't you, you only need 250,000. No. You looked into it, Joe. Yeah. Oh, to become an astronaut. Yeah, I did a lot of, I, well, when I was Googling cryptocurrency, I thought I'd better Google space as well. And um, so I've got some facts. Like, I think someone's going up tomorrow. It's, um, I think it's, isn't Elon going up tomorrow or Jeff Bezos is going up tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe they'll just go up and then not come back down. <laughs> then we can just take their billionaires. And well, there's always that possibility. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't, I don't want to be graphic, but isn't it now at this point, isn't it just a bunch of billionaires waving their dicks in the air trying to get to space first? It really is. It's like Jeff Bezos versus uh, Elon Musk versus, you know, Richard Well, Richard Branson, Branson went up last week, didn't he? In 15 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, you know what? And what's funny about Richard Branson? He wasn't he just trying to get a bailout for Virgin uh, Airlines, and then now he's up in space. That was the well, money right there. He was trying to get a government bailout. I'm telling you, bailout. isn't that just a joke? Isn't that a joke? Honestly, but I also think yeah. they're also it. It kind of it makes me quite sick that I feel like 
you know, Elon Musk was quoted the other day as saying, oh, space is about hope for the future. Yeah, for you, for you, who can get away from planet Earth when it's all flooded, not the rest of us. You know, it's like he's not doing it for the good of mankind. No, he has no plans to take all of us with him. They're going to make their little magic city up there. You know what? But at least I might could get a job singing up there, which I'm okay with that. You know, they're going to need to entertain (laughs) That's the thing about billionaires. Half of them can't sing. So I at least... Well, they're going to need entertaining. (laughs) They're going to need entertainment. And I'll do the first Broadway show on in Mars. That's fine. I was going to say, that's, that's taking cruise ship to a whole new level now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm trying to see if I in would a be theater able to, to a whole new level. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if gravity changes that. your voice. You might be screwed yeah. there. Oh my God, that's <laughs> so true. I'm going to It'll be okay. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea of you floating around a Barbarella and still singing them, Marisha. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd be like, fly me to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have a whole themed playlist. God. I mean, well, I, I'm, there's going to be no use for me in space. I can't even sort my Tupperware drawer. So I think hey. I'm, I'm not going to get invited onto that ship. <laughs> But in all honesty, I mean, I, going back to a very basic level with me, I mean, I'm I'm nervous enough just getting on a bog standard plane, let alone getting on a rocket ship. Like, it's just that practical element for me. I'm just like, mm-hmm, no, I'm fine, thanks. I don't need to get even yeah. further away from the ground. I mean, if yeah. they start doing press trips where they invite the journalists, I'll definitely go. <laughs> I would go, yeah. only because... I don't want to pay for I it. Mean, yeah. But I mean, I also feel like, that's like a mic drop if you die. You know what I mean? Like I died in space. Like that's not- <laughs> yeah. I, I completely I agree. Like, I died trying to get to space. Like instead of I died like choking on a chicken wing. Like I died in space. Like, as as long as you're one of the first people to die in space, if it, if it happens all the time, then it won't be so exciting. Yeah. But yeah, it's like yeah. So you got to be up there first. Yeah. yeah. Um, something to think about. <laughs> I mean, talking of space and aliens, I'm going to go somewhere here, which I've got to ask you though. So as an American, you've lived in the UK now for five years. Do you get any stick yeah. now from when you talk to your relatives back home in America? Do they think you've developed any weird British ways? Absolutely. My, every time I call my mom, she's like, what is going on? Like, who are you? <laughs> I feel like Madonna. I'm like, but it's not because I'm like trying to sound British. I think because when you're in a certain place, it's easier for you to adopt some of the inflections of how people say things. Cause it just makes it easier for you to speak. But I'd be like, that's weird. And she was like, what's weird? I, weird? Okay, it's weird. It's weird. I was like, what? who am I? I'm like, David Attenborough, like what's wrong with me? <laughs> weird. So yes, I do adopt, and then I say I say toilet now, which is bad. So like, when in the South is all about the man. You never say the word toilet. You say bathroom or restroom. And I went home. I was like, I need to go to the toilet. And my mom was like, You going where? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so See, funny. I think we, I I adopted because I'm from Australia. I just started saying Lou years ago. No one in Australia says Lou. No one. No. Yeah. I say toilet. Yeah. They were like, That's so nasty. Why are you saying toilet? You going to the bathroom? But it is weird how, how upset people get about the word toilet, because that's what it is. It is. <laughs> and then when yeah. that, it, it, it was hard for me to say, can you tell me where the toilets are? <laughs> 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 toilet. I, that's not a, 
close, but that is what it is, I guess. Marisha, Marisha, does the UK feel like home now? Did it take a while or did you feel at home quite straight? How long did it take for you to really feel settled here? You know what? I haven't really felt settled to like the past two years because I always kind of was thinking, oh, I'm going to go home now or I'm going to go home now. And then something would happen and I would get another show or another job and I would stay. But then the pandemic happened and New York was dead. So I was like, well, I definitely ain't going back there anytime soon. Like there's no work in New York and in LA. There was not as much work because a lot of TV and shows, TV shows film here. So then I was like, I'm just gonna make this my home. And the past two years have definitely, I feel like I'm like, this is my home now. I'm gonna buy a house at the end of the year, which I'm so excited about. But then I'll still and it's going to have four toilets. toilets. Yeah. Yes. And I'll be like, you can use the toilet at my house. <laughs> well, I'm sure I speak for everyone listening, Richard, and I say we are delighted to have you as an honorary Brit. We're glad you're making it to your home. Uh, for anyone that hasn't checked out Marisha, go to her website. Honestly, buy tickets to your show. Go see her in Hespay, buy her album. Uh, she rocks. And also, she's just a direct lovely person, as we've discovered today. <laughs> so thank you, Amazing. Marisha, for being thank so fun. Thank you. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Yes, indeed. I'd like to thank them too. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.